And I had spent my entire career in high yield. And, mm -hmm. You know, had, had, yeah. listen, high yield bonds are the worst possible investment right now that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. They're yielding less than the, the inflation rate. That's before defaults, before expected, <laughs> exactly. anything. unexpected yeah. defaults. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This episode is sponsored by my good friends at Bullish. Stay tuned for more information on this amazing company later in the episode. Sometimes the best things are the ones that are spontaneous. I had a planned conversation with Dan Held from Kraken and Preston Pish, but as it was coming together, we added CJ Wilson, Greg Faust, and Steve McClurg, who is from Valkyrie, and had an epic conversation about the last year in Bitcoin and what's coming in the future. This one will absolutely blow your mind with some of the greatest brains we have in the crypto industry. Last year, Man of Winwood, the shit show that was the Bitcoin conference last year, obviously. <laughs> now we're at a much bigger one. But last year, we basically had this narrative of Michael Saylor, Tesla, institutional adoption of Bitcoin. Yeah. We're a year later, and it's been completely different than anyone predicted and completely different than all the things we were talking about. So I want to just start with anyone who wants, what surprised you in the last year? And the development here well tesla went to doge michael <laughs> saylor still buying bitcoin and uh and we're in a uh, air-conditioned facility <laughs> that's with still one. no institutional investors <laughs> so we're good yeah, yeah. nobody's actively oh, touching my face oh, wow. oh yeah here we go thank there you this thank you thank you we got sponsored by coke anyways you see that brown cola Cheers. 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 Uh-oh. This show is sponsored by the coronavirus. <laughs> I knew I was going to get corona at this thing. I knew I was going to get corona. What is surprising is I haven't gotten corona. Yeah. What? Yeah. So many people. No, I mean, you I've did get corona. Right. Yeah. yeah. But not at the conference. Mm. You meet so many people. Yeah. I'm just surprised I don't have it. There you go. I thought we had to wait couple days. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know you're, you're that right. since Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, don't trust Verify. Well, I, I actually, the thing for me so far was the um, the strike announcement. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, also, Kraken leaving San Francisco. Uh, that's another one. They, they, yeah. the I think we have someone who can talk about that. Jesse's a very principled man, and so when he sees something he doesn't like, he is vocal yeah. about it. Okay. And he's not really enjoyed San Francisco's district attorney, Chise. Not, you know, Chise doesn't prosecute theft. It doesn't consider theft to be a crime. Wow. So uh, on Market Street, it's very dangerous. I used to live in San Francisco for nine years. And so you might get punched, you might get stabbed. And this is like a normal daily thing. Wow. And this is in the heart regular, of the city. Regular crazy. people getting accosted, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I worked at Uber. Uber was on Market and um, Van Ness. And it was really bad around there. And. Uh, my boss's girlfriend got punched that day. Wow. Walking to work. Yeah. Wow. And you just heard about those stories all the time. But not robbed, just punched. Just punched. You just nuts went up and punched her and then ran no. away. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we're not in San Francisco anymore. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Kraken's a remote first culture, so we can work anywhere we want. So I spent uh, three weeks in Chile in January working. Wow. So, um, so yeah, it's fun. That's, that's why I like Kraken. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what surprised you in the last? Well, year? listen. Before we go there, I just want to call out Jesse for his support of the Canadian truckers. Um, that was unbelievable. Um, 
Uh, I, I'm yeah. still embroiled in that, so I need to be careful what I say. Um, but, uh, you know, it was the leadership coming from Jesse. He was one of the first guys to make a contribution. I don't want to dox anything and I don't what whatever happened. But here's the cool thing. Um, you see commitment in the Bitcoin community that I've never seen before. Uh, I said on stage yesterday with the, the big uh, billionaires, it was pretty cool that they have the same principles as a bunch of plebs like us, right? Um, they're, exactly. They're, they're common people who want to help the world. Uh, so it didn't surprise me, but to hear Ricardo Salinas sitting behind me saying stuff that was absolutely beautiful, uh, it, it's just refreshing. So I didn't, you know, you have the sailors of the world, but these are big, big money movers, right? Like uh, Orlando Bravo is a hundred billion dollar private equity fund. Like this is some big ass size, and uh, his commitment and his conviction in this and helping the world is like Jesse. Uh, you know, I see him in my tweets. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this Tom Bravo? Yeah, isn't <laughs> it, it is. crazy? I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This is deep and he, I, I was so happy to be on stage with him yesterday, and then um, their conviction at that level is just opens new doors for me. That's that's basically. Bitcoin's going mainstream. Billionaires, celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Athletes. Well, you know? yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole athlete panel yesterday, right? And the thing is, too, that there's this whole, this whole, I would say, cultural thing that every couple of years, as Bitcoin grows, you get new entrants, and those new entrants are coming at different levels. Yeah. And they're coming for different reasons. Like at first, yeah. like the cypherpunk movement, then it's like, hey, maybe it's money, maybe it's payments, and then it's like, wait, there's alpha there. And now it's like, wait, censorship, resistance, freedom, and that stuff is kind of coming all the way back to the original thing. 100%. So the way I look at it is, Bitcoin is like one of those amazing bands that has a huge catalog. Yeah. When people come in, they're like, they hear that hit song on the radio. <laughs> Such like, a good, shit, they've Such got good analogy. Albums, and then they go look yeah. back at all the stuff. And they're, yeah. You know, they're picking out B sides. I like that's like a that. great analogy. Eh? Yeah. yeah it's oh, true. absolutely. Yeah, I like that. That's so cool. Yeah. But so, like Canadian truckers, yeah. obviously, Ukraine, Russia, those yeah. are things yeah. that were n not even on the radar. A year ago, and the now that people are talking about right. it happening in theory, but yeah. it actually happened yeah. in the yeah. last year. I like to say, as a Canadian, I'm doing too much talking, but as a Canadian, if you would ask me three years ago, with the likelihood that Canada would freeze bank accounts within the next 20 years, <laughs> yeah. three years ago, I would have said, okay, it's not zero probability, but it's got to be like under 20 percent, you know? Way under 20 percent. And, and then yeah. Yeah. three years later, it's 100 percent certain. And not only that, and this is what you guys may not know. Not only did they freeze those bank accounts, those bank accounts are now marked, they're unfrozen, but they're marked forever. Yeah. There's like this digital identity that this guy's been a troublemaker. I don't get, well, I get it, but I don't buy it. Like this is this is an assault on your freedom as, a, as an individual. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to switch over to Bitcoin or something like Bitcoin after you've experienced this, right? In my opinion. And I, and I say something like that because a lot of people don't know what to switch to. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're in Russia and your bank account gets frozen, or another authoritarian country like like Canada and your bank account gets frozen, that's, what, that's what, do that's what do you do? What do you do? You're so right, man. That's painful to hear that. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. that 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 stings. I do and, worry. I do worry about this though because yeah. I hypothesize hypothesize that as well that people would you know if they have their assets seized, they go yeah I need Bitcoin right. Yeah. I was just talking to Safedine about this last week, where we, we were at Ricardo Salinas' conference. Oh, yeah. Um, which was really fun. Um, but we were talking about Lebanon, his home country. Right. And I asked him, you know, do your family members and your friends and people you know, are they they're waking up and going, wow, this is a financial crisis in Lebanon. 
are they all shifting over to Bitcoin and nope. almost none of them are. Yeah. Really? So wow. okay. I still think that means that we need to craft the narrative. That's right. what we all yeah. do. Is that an on-ramp thing though where they can't get access to it? I think it's an education. and It's more of an education thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I am paraphrasing it. I think it's really easy when you're in the bubble to assume that everybody else is even mm -hmm. close, but I, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So. I, for me, the, the celebrity sports panel was just to have Aaron Rodgers up there, <laughs> Serena Williams, and then you got to think about like their network is not a financial network and it's people that are seeing bitcoin like why is serena williams talking about bitcoin and i don't know how big her platform is but i mean i know one thing it's probably <laughs> what 10 million plus yeah, people following yeah, her yeah. at least right so like that's huge the other thing that i think is very different from where we were last year was you were just starting to have inflation like poke its head out when the conference was happening last time. And I think a lot of people, the whole transitory piece was uh, very believable, mm. where now it's not only not believable, but it's it's accelerating and you're getting this, this negative spread that's just like blowing out that I think you have so many people that are now coming into the, uh, that are, the, the billionaires that are that are starting to show up are saying, all right, like I knew something was wrong, but mm -hmm. now I know for a fact something's very wrong mm -hmm. and I need to do something and I got to do it fast. So like, what the yeah. hell is Did that? I mean, Salinas is 60%. 100%. Yeah, and yeah 60%, 60 I saw that today. Yeah. thing was That's beautiful insane. on bonds. It's insane. Why would you own bonds? Yeah. What's the best thing that can happen to you right. is you get your money back a hundred bucks, but yeah. it's worth 60 bucks after two Good luck years. losing less. Okay, yeah. so he nailed it yesterday. And it's a, you know, that's been my thesis for so long. And yeah. you and I talk the same nailed language, it. but you know, really you're earning 5% negative real rates. If you assume CPI is actually 8%. That's time now, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. Is, it's not, it's closer to 20%, all right? So it's so crazy. And I had spent my entire career in high yield. And, mm -hmm. You know, had, had yeah. listen, High yield bonds are the worst possible investment right now that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. They're yielding less than the inflation rate. That's before defaults, before expected <laughs> exactly. anything. Unexpected yeah. defaults. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You're not being compensated well, for risk. In 2016, I left a premier bond manager as a portfolio manager because I looked at the bond market and I was like, this is the top. There's nothing that can go there's nothing that can go well here. Yeah. Right? I mean you, you used to be, even, even up until 2016, you could take a lot of risk and get some additional spread on top of risk-free rates. But when 20, around 2016, that spread was gone. Yeah. The spread yeah. for the risk that you yeah. were taking was gone. And, uh, and, I, and I really didn't put it together until a couple of years later. It's like, okay, this has to be out of your portfolio entirely. Completely. Yeah, I yeah, know. Entirely. So 60-40 is dead forever. Well, that there, was, there is no, no more 60-40. So it is yeah, dead forever. It is I did it yesterday yeah. with that. Um, Dan Atafiero, because he's been a global macro guy yeah. his whole life, and he basically said there's no alpha left in macro. Anywhere. And you're 60-40, your 40% is already in a money-losing yeah. uh, situation. So even though the bigger guy that no one calls out is Ray Dalio. Like his whole risk yeah. parity strategy where he actually leveraged <laughs> bonds against the volatility of equities. And, yeah, you know, by can't do it. Bonds, a, an increasing bond price would offset a bigger decline in equity prices, but his the lift you got from his strategy the is a levered fixed income correct position, well, but, right? And it works great when yeah. you rates go from fourteen percent down to zero. But yeah. as I said on stage yesterday, Ray, that strategy is done. Yeah, it's over. 
and he's talking it's about been the done. end of the world. Yeah, but we like him he's because he's said bags, Bitcoin though. before. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> he's a genius. He's famous because he has a big fund. Has he, has he allocated in his fund? I'm not aware that he has, right? When Bridgewater moves to an allocation in Bitcoin, then the game is on. I believe they said they were investing in crypto funds, right? Yeah, that's true, Dan. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. But it was very broad. Yeah, and then it's a very small percentage. He's buying Ripple and Doge. Well, let's hope not. He's diversifying. 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 Like that is that. Hashtag diversifying. They've done that now to a degree that we're seeing America is now the leader in hash rate. Yeah, worldwide. yeah, that's big. Which yeah. I think is really interesting. And as a result of that, we're seeing like miners are seeing a lot of like ESG FUD from the government yeah. now. That's a thing, and they're talking about that. But I think like the the, the FUD landscape was a lot harsher a year ago, two years ago, because now those those the the grip the FUD had on the common mindset has lost, it's, it's losing fingers, okay. you know what I mean? They've lost the China thing, they've lost, uh, they're, they're losing the, the conflict money, because that was always something we said, and they're like, oh, that's not real, and now with Ukraine, we're seeing that it is real. Like, so the use cases are on our side are, are gripping yeah. up harder, yeah. I, and they're yeah, still going up. I always find this funny about ESG, G stands for governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bitcoin is a phenomenally better <laughs> yeah, governance It's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true, it's true. Yeah. ESG typically just focuses on the E. Right, yeah. Right. Well, and, and the S is a really important part for a lot of people, which is like the societal aspect and right. the social aspect. And so the next thing that happens, like the thing I think that's really going to be the wood stake through the heart of the FUD vampires is once the social justice <laughs> angle, good. like through El Salvador and some of these other you know, relatively third world countries, once they start to come up and rise up a little bit, because of their Bitcoin adoption, because of remittances, because of the interactions and the point of sale stuff that's coming, because Lightning's developing, yeah, that's right, cash up all these things. I think that's where you're going to see like, oh wait a second, this benefits poor people. It's not like some rich guy's playground. It, yeah, uh, it might be Ricardo Salinas' playground to a degree, yeah. but if it helps regular people, oh yeah, then uh, that's it. There's no more fud. There's literally no other fud. Because even Janet Yellen came out the other day and said, oh, you know, we've actually, yeah, you know what, they're not using it to skirt sanctions. Like, yeah. my bad. Everybody knows that there are advantages to trading on both centralized and decentralized exchanges. But why not choose an exchange like Bullish that offers the best of both worlds? Bullish's total trading volume recently exceeded $25 billion in just seven months since they launched. And they have the best liquidity in the game when it comes to Bitcoin USD. Now, Bullish has released the first major upgrade to its liquidity pool technology with the introduction of a concentrated range-bound liquidity pool for the Bitcoin USD trading pair. This upgrade triples the order book depth within a range of 2%, making it one of the world's deepest Bitcoin USD trading pairs. This industry-leading order depth means you can trade confidently at scale with clearly understood price impact. You should check them out immediately at bullish.com slash Melker. But the, ener the energy FUD has really died down and that, that was the down. narrative yeah. a year ago well yeah that was a little uh that's great yeah, yeah. right i want to yeah. call it i think that's one of the most distasteful things i've ever seen yeah and, i agree with that well said yeah. well said really right close. but it does seem to your point like we've had these sort of cyclical fud in the history of bitcoin it's price drops and it's china ban india ban only mm. for criminals ESG, but we are, this is the first time that I've seen us actually addressing them and seeing them disappear. Maybe they'll cycle back. Now we have sanctions. Yeah, and I think 
yet. <laughs> That's the new also, one. As a, as, a, as a group of people, maybe the outspoken people or whatever, we're professionally responding to this FUD now in a way that right. is like way better than it ever has been. Because I think like the toxicity of people on, on, on Bitcoin Twitter or just in general has been the really the loudest voice. But now we have very professional voices because of the Wall Street influence, because of the, I would say, the, the non-Bitcoin people like saying, listen, no, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You can't say that. That's Kathy's publishing an entire like PDF, hundred page PDF or whatever. Yeah, and, and it is like it's it a out. lot of work, yeah. right? But it, but eventually, what happens is the truth wins, yeah. and that's why we're gonna win. That's all it comes down to. Great work, well, well said. And, yeah, well, and you, you, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say also in the mining space too. A lot yeah. of people are coming into the mining space with private equity, professional backgrounds. They're publicly listing these companies, and uh, and they and they and they are. They're top-notch people that are coming in and, 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 and helping to run some of these companies. And uh, they're coming with a lot of ammo. Yeah. Uh, and, and, they're, and they're trusted sources. And big valuations because they're literally on NASDAQ, right? So exactly. It's like, and, and that's what's helping a lot of these big miners is that they don't have to sell Bitcoin as much. They can sell shares. That's right. So they can sort of dilute and you run the sailor playbook and do like a speculative attack. So can I, can I, on the mining theme, I'm not sure if you guys know, I don't make a whole big deal, but I'm involved in a power company in Canada that has 400 megawatts of power. They were mining Bitcoin, self-mining. But listen to this little, uh, one, of our, one of our plants has a license to pump 9 million gallons of lake water a day. Out of the bottom of Lake Ontario, 90 meters down, you pull four degrees Celsius water out hmm. of the lake and run it to cool your miners, yeah. okay? It's unbelievable the efficiency we're gonna drive out of those mining machines. Yeah, totally. And it's a beautiful thing because those plants, you mine, you mine, you mine, you mine, you mine. Oh, the grid needs power? Boom, switch to the grid. Yeah. Similar in Texas, so, right? No, yeah. because we're off, we're, oh, so we're behind oh. the meter. We own the plants, okay? Mm. And the grid needs power? Dang. Bang, we, <laughs> we, hit, the, we hit the switch. So, so tell me a question on this, because I was talking to somebody, I was talking to Harry Sudak. Okay, love him, today. love him. He's Harry's great. awesome. And I love yeah. his super bassy, sultry voice also. Just to say <laughs> super, super what? Super bassy, sultry voice. He's got okay. like perfect movie phone voice. Okay. So when you're, when you're, how much power percentage-wise yes. are you guys take, allocating towards Bitcoin mining versus the grid? When we don't, okay, so it, it, it's like a dial, okay? Yeah. It really depends on the weather. It's like, oh my God, all the air conditioners just flew on in Southern Ontario. Right. Like it needs power. Yeah. And by the way, it, it's, excuse me, the, uh, the demand peak, or when you call peaking, the price goes up, 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 up. Oh no, I'm still, I'm still mining Bitcoin, so oh. Now it's way more powerful to flip it to the grid. Right. Bang, goes to the but grid. you're actually pushing power to the grid, which is the, like, really neutralizes the ESG thing all over again. Neutralize, it's perfect. It, it, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Because you're incentivized to make power now. Okay, like and that's what we're seeing a lot of people don't it, It's so yeah. beautiful, like, as yeah. engineers, okay? Like, this stuff is, the, it, it makes just so much sense. And everyone gets scared of mathematics and the conservation of energy principles and everything that engineers grew up with. Uh, to, to Sailor's credit, I mean, I'm sure that hit a nerve. Yeah. It hit a nerve with me when he decided, you know, started describing it by the thermodynamics, first law of thermodynamics. Yeah, Don't want to get too geeky with you guys, but as an engineer, being able to stabilize the grid. Yes. Okay, that's what we are doing, stabilizing the grid. Because the grid is a very inefficient mechanism. You don't power up and down your hydro dams as, or your nuclear reactors as. So you know there's a place, I got, I was on stage yesterday, right? I'm not sure if any of you guys saw it, and I don't mind, but 
there's a Canadian politician that sent me a text after I was on on uh, stage. He goes, man, I loved what you said. Like, we're friends. He has a nuclear reactor in his uh, region. Casually has a nuclear reactor. He does. Well, no. It, it, it's, it's a hey, let me show you. No, it's a Huron-Bruce. Okay, so you, his name is Ben Lobb. I mean, you guys yeah. could figure it out. Ben Lobb. Huron-Bruce has a huge nuclear reactor in Canada. That nuclear reactor does not power up and down as the, as the demand for electricity. There are times during the day we pay Americans, we pay Americans to take our power. Yeah. Is this Damn. too much power for the... Correct. To well, the down, nuclear, yeah. The nuclear yeah. power, the, the, the reactor's still spinning. The steam yeah. is, you know, hey. Opportunity cost. He says cost. to me, shouldn't yeah. we be mining Bitcoin rather than giving northern the northern peninsula of Michigan <laughs> Money, we give them money to take our power. But no offense to the Ubers, right? But yeah, it's, it's about time you asked, right? Well, That's anyway, the response, yeah. It's, here's like, the, it's getting through to the politicians. I will just say, so I traded junk bonds, it's true. Mm -hmm. I thought that trading junk bonds was an inefficient market. Mm. You should see the power market. Yeah. It's a land full of buffoons. It really is. It's fucking crazy, and and that's great. It's great because it's it, it, it allows for it to make it more efficient. Yeah, Bitcoin doesn't compete with the energy we use here. No, it, yeah. it literally it, only buys wasted electricity. Buddy, that's right. It, it's like all it does. Excess absolutely, electricity. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's all. That's what kind of blew yeah. my mind when I first learned about yeah. it. Yeah. And it took me years to kind of wrap my head around. And you know how? It, but it took you years to get wrap your head around that. Then at least we can give the politicians. A little bit of uh, they're trying, breathing room, they're right? Big, because yeah. they're finally trying, but they're not going to just get it. It's a very easy yeah. soundbite to say more power than the country of Argentina have, in a yeah, year. You have to step oh, no. across domains that are outside of the one that you're comfortable with or the one that you know really well. And if you know energy, this is how we do business, right? And whatever that weird magic internet money is that you guys are doing over there just yeah. doesn't really fit neatly into and in, in being real obvious mm. until you're like, hey, I I was paying Americans to take the energy. Could I crazy? just of course you yeah, can. Like, not only can that's you do so it, but you'll crazy. double your bottom line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's what people don't realize either. You know, Bitcoin's a, you know, the Bitcoin blockchain's a ledger system. Bitcoin mining is just data validation. It's it's servers. That's all it is. Processing, yeah. it's processing data. And if you look at what we do on our laptops all day, I mean, I mean who here has Google and uses Google Apps, uh, Google Spreadsheets? You're taking an online system <laughs> that's being powered through a server, yeah. right? And those servers are less efficient for the for the functions that you're doing. Yeah. Each each of us as individuals on a spreadsheet, okay? Yeah. That does the same thing that a blockchain can do. Yeah. So also, if you're using like AWS or any other kind of cloud computing server system, they're not incentivized to become more efficient because they sell their services in a way that's not yeah, efficient. absolutely. Okay? Well, isn't that great? Yeah. The Bitcoin validation, those servers are incentivized to become more efficient because they're trying to mine the blocks and trying to do it as efficiently as possible and they're also incentivized to use as little energy as possible. And that's it. So it's it's way more efficient than there's, and anything there's no else. Creepy advertising and creepy tracking with Bitcoin mining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm getting served ads on Google now for Bitcoin mining as we speak. Sorry, I'm the leak, man. They're they're following me through my Apple. Sure, you got the watch on. Damn it. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That stuff creeps me out, though. That's true. They know everything. This is what this yeah. is the thing too that like I think. 
you were you were kind of saying it that we can't really expect the politicians necessarily to like craft the right legislation right out of the gate because mm -hmm. even as bitcoiners that are like in it hard you know what i mean we have chips on the table way deeper than they do, right? Like, you guys have, like, careers in Bitcoin, right? And, and so when there's a politician who has 20 things on their plate, you know, redistricting, uh, taxes, school programs, school lunches, like, you know, women's sports, right? There's a lot of different things on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about women's sports? Oh boy. <laughs> that, was, that was a great transition. <laughs> so, so what I'm Clearly he had a minute. I'm going to get an amazing <laughs> boxer against 12-year-old girls. <laughs> You're about to get canceled, bro. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not posting. Edit. I heard you're very good at softball. I'm actually a Venezuelan. Uh, I love you. <laughs> so, no, but, but seriously though, like the there there is with that professionalization in the mainstream, yeah, as, as Bitcoin's growing, the politicians are actually paying more attention, right? Yeah. So like last year, you had Warren Davidson and Cynthia Lummis here. This year, you have like the Prince of Serbia and like Lummis and Bukele was supposed to be here, but there's like national security Wait, issues the, and the, stuff the, like that. Oh, Serbia, okay. Prince like, of Serbia was here? I didn't even know that. I thought that was yeah. a video game. Well, and then no, and, 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 and we have, super and we have yeah, people from both really sides nice. of the aisle yes. too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, so, like, so I, I'm meeting like I'm a conservative, straight up. Like that's what it is. But I'm meeting with Democrats. I'm meeting with progressives. I'm meeting Perfect. with independents because I'm there trying to explain Bitcoin to them in super plain terms or to their staff so they can digest it. And it's actually happening because Bitcoin incentivizes the human nature, which is to be self self protective, right? You look out for yourself, right? Bitcoin is Bitcoin mining. You're there to win. It's a competition. It's not a hand-holding contest. It's not a singing contest. You're there to win. And Bitcoin is the best money, and that's why Bitcoin's gonna beat all these other fiat currencies. So in that sense, like the the politicians are all have this opportunity to have like this Constantine moment where they're on their they see fiat on the deathbed or they see something bad and they're like, oh hey, you know what, we should probably just adopt Christianity in that sense, right? They, we need to adopt Bitcoin because otherwise we're gonna get railroaded and all these other people are gonna run. And imagine if, if like all the really prominent Bitcoiners just decided to run for office in their district. Right? Uh, it, like you know, like Fenton, like Bruce, like Bruce. Yeah, yeah I love that. He was sitting yeah. today. Wow. Yeah. Now there's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys aware of it? Sorry. To, no, please. Uh, there's a guy in Canada. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of him, uh, Pierre Poilievre. Yeah, of course. So like he's, uh, you know, he's on a shawarma with Bitcoin. I mean, oh, you know, <laughs> Ali, Ali, my good friend from Real Tahini's. Like, what a great story that. I'm gonna let's jump to that. Ali's father was a math teacher. Imagine that in Egypt, and their entire family. You know, I'm going to say a good portion of their family wealth was basically confiscated and, and, and taken from them. Came to Canada, recreated their livelihood, and basically, uh, Ali is a great friend of mine. Pierre Poiliev is running on this mandate that Bitcoin will help things, and he's calling out that. I, I support Pierre, but I got to be careful. Uh, Jeff, he's a friend of Jeff Boost as well. Yeah. Uh, Great Canadian. You guys have some really good Canadian Bitcoiners. We punch there above are. our weight. I think there we are. punch above I our weight. I think you do. I think yeah. you do. <laughs> well, here's an interesting thing. So Wyoming, you mentioned Cynthia Lomas. A lot of great laws were passed in the state of Wyoming that were supportive of Bitcoin, yeah. uh, including the, uh, well, it, well, including even things around it, right? Like, you know, the Dow Initiative. Sure. So a lot of people don't know this, but Tennessee is now the second state to get that. And that was led two days ago. Two days ago, really, which was led what by a Democrat, 
in a Republican state, Jason, Jason Powell. Powell. Uh, he's out. He's a, he's a state representative, and he led that initiative. He got all the support of Republicans uh, as a Democrat, and unanimously and got this passed. passed. Unanimously passed. In both houses. And yeah. this is going to happen because hmm. states now are going to FOMO in because they're not going to want to see their state lose the jurisdictional yeah, arbitrage that California right. is. It's back templated. to that circle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. templated. Yeah. And, and that's how we end up at the national level. The states yeah. are going to lead. It's, no doubt. Uh, yeah. No doubt. It's going to take time, but they're going to see the benefits in like Texas, Wyoming, yeah. Tennessee, the states that are really leading this thing. They're, that's where people want to go live, and that's where they want to raise their kids, and that's where they want to you know, stick their Bitcoin mines. And that's, a, you know, that's going to be a big advantage in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see it. We have to wrap it up. So, cheers to my empty bottle. Hey, models. cheers. Thank you, guys. I love that this Thanks, came guys. together last second because it wasn't supposed to. So, it's always magic <laughs> when you get a bunch of people magic. on the couch. Cool. Do it again soon. Loved it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time.